Amen. Okay, let us go back to that Mishnah we just jumped into right at the end. And uh, let's go a little bit slower now. Okay, we're talking again about certain things that you're not allowed to do or you may do on Cholamoid. So you have to remember, we can't do certain malachos. Now, we're talking about, uh, so the Mishnah starts off by saying, Ein mefanin mi bias bias. We can't move out items from a house, we'll see, in one courtyard to a house in another courtyard on Cholamoid. So you're basically moving from one courthouse to another, but you're going out of the courtyards and through the public domain. Now, this is prohibited for two reasons on Cholamoid in general. Number one, is a lot of physical exertion involved. Number one, it's the items. And number two, the distance. It's like a moving truck. It's like moving. We all remember when we had a moving day in our lives was not exactly the day that you could focus spiritually on what you need to do. Okay, and that's why, really, you're not allowed to move on Cholomoyt. If you're planning on closing on a house and moving, you should not do it for Cholomoyt. If, if it requires you to move, requires you to move. Secondly, it'll appear to onlookers it, in the public domain that the guy's doing weekday activities. They're going there's no even than a porter who's slapping things. So this is uh, the reason. Obviously, if, if one needs these items for the festival, he needs to have it, he can move them even though the, through the public domain. Okay? So, but that, there's a whole um, thing about that. But in general, we don't move. Next point. Aval mefana hu but he can move items to a house in one's own courtyard. He can move them from one courtyard. Now, Mishnah appears to be saying that if one is moving the items to a house in his own courtyard, he may move them uh, uh, even a great distance and even through the public domain. Okay? So, it, it's it's hard to see that. However, the Gemara is going to question this understanding. We'll give another one. So we'll see it's not exactly the way it appears. We'll c- clarify that all in the Gemara. Next point. You can't bring vessels from the house of a craftsman on Cholamoy. So this is talking where the craftsman repaired it in his house. And we're speaking where you don't need it for the Moed. They are safe where they are in the craftsman's house. So why are you bringing it into your house? That's unnecessary physical exertions, which is not allowed on Cholamoy. Point one. Point two is you can't bring them home because people looking at you are going to assume that the owner gave it to the craftsman to repair on Cholamoy. And if he really did that, you're not allowed to do that on Cholamoy. Now, obviously, if there's some things you need for the festival, they can be brought home. So let's say, for example, you had a, some, some item that was broken, but you don't <coughs> need it for Cholomoyd, and you gave it to the guy before Cholomoyd, and the guy finished it before Cholomoyd, but you can't schlep it back on Cholomoyd because people are going to think that that's what you did. So where, where does that play a role out? Well, 
it could play a role out. Let's say you want to pick up clothes from the cleaners. So it would be a, a, a big uh, discussion exactly uh, what are people going to think. Well, the question is, uh, why didn't you take care of it before Cholamoy? So that it's not such a simple idea either. And generally speaking, only if you have no other clothes. But Ezel Chacham, Haroa Sanola, the smart person knows. Everyone knows on Cholamoy, you don't, you can't go to the cleaners, you can't do these things, and hopefully you have more than one suit, and hopefully you have more than one shirt. You make sure you bring things back from the cleaners on Erev Yantif, so you have enough clothes for the entire Cholamoid. You don't have to go. But if you don't, okay, then like what? you don't have a choice. It's a Tzorach Moed. Okay, so now, so this is, so... I mean, so therefore you generally can't take items from the craftsman if you don't need it for Cholamoid. But what if you're afraid? But if you fear from them, in other words, maybe it's going to be stolen by from the craftsman's house. Either because you know the craftsman is not careful to lock his house up and it's a dangerous neighborhood. And he's not going to care if it gets stolen because it's not his. Or maybe the craftsman himself might steal it. Or a craftsman may say, you know, you never paid for this. Because what do you mean? I paid for it on Cholomite. Yeah, but you, no, you didn't. And on Cholomite, they're probably not going to write receipts or anything. In other words, if we're afraid that by leaving it in the craftsman's house, for whatever reason, you're going to end up with a monetary loss, either it's going to get stolen or he's going to ask for payment again, then then you can move them to a house in a different courtyard and try to do it as close as possible to there. Not to your house, but to a safe place out of his house. In other words, remember, you could be cross town. Slapping something cross town is unnecessary. But if you've got a brother who just lives a block away from the craftsman, so can I take it to your house? Et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Nadegmar is going to deal with the first part of the Mishnah where the Gemara assumes incorrectly what the wording meant and will clarify this for us. So, the Mishnah said in the second clause, one may move objects into a house in his own courtyard. The Gemara thought it was to mean he can move them from a house in a different courtyard into a house into his own courtyard, which obviously begs the following question. But you said in the Reishi, you can't move it out at all. So how can you tell me he could do that? So Rabbi say, no, 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 no. That's not what the Seifa means. Seifa means to say, It's coming to teach a case of moving object from a house in that same courtyard. Because it's not, in other words, you can't move from your house out of your courtyard through the public domain through another courtyard, into another house, that you cannot do, that was duration. The Seva saying, you could move items from your house into another house in that courtyard, in the same courtyard, okay, for two reasons. Number one, it's not so far. Number two, it's private. Courtyard is very, very quiet. That's what it means. 
So therefore, it will come out. If you now have a great amount of exertion and you're, it's, it's very private so people aren't going to misconstrue what you've done, then that is okay. So, okay, so, you know, we're not, not talking about major moves, but let's, let's say, well, sorry, some, something simple. You know, it, people who have homes, they like to always make sure to get upgraded. In, in simple ways. You know, you, uh, you got some, uh, uh, you, you, you'd like to change the bed. The bed you had for 20 years, it's getting a little lumpy, so you want to get another bed. Okay, so what are you going to do? You're going you're gonna to want to have want someone to deliver a, a new bed for you. Okay, so that's going to be kind of public. It's my big moving truck come in. Now, again, there's certain issues over there. So that might be easy. Let's do, some, let's do more questions. You go on Kijiji. So now that means you drive to Scarborough. You have to figure, borrow a van, right? Put the bed into the van. Bring it through the streets, right? And you're coming to your house. You park the van in front of your house. Two, three people schlepping out the bed, going up the stairs. That's a lot of work. You badafka need to change your bed on Cholamoid? You've used it for 20 years. You could use it one more week. No. Right? But a lot of people say, well, it's Cholamoid. I got a lot of extra time. When else am I supposed to do it? The answer is that's not the time to arrange that. So that would be a big deal. If, on the other hand, your wife wants to go to HomeSense and buy a potted plant, okay, it's not exactly exertion. And for many women, that's their hanor. So have a nice potted plant in the living room, right? Okay, so it's not a big deal. So therefore, you, you, you got to analyze the issue here. The issue is, is it a lot of exertion? Is this going to really take a lot of your focus away, right? So that's a negative. Is it going to be done? Everyone's going to see what's going on. Again, you have the potted plant. It's not like a moving truck, Right, you, you can go shopping on Cholamoid. Yeah. So you bought a potted plant and just bring it into your house. That would be something that would be different. So that's we have to measure this. People have to be aware. Cholamoid, the default position is nothing, only if it's really important. And, you know, like you have to eat food. Certain things, obviously, you can do. You can't buy all your food before Cholamoid and not go to Sobeys once over eight days. That's, that's begging the issue. Okay, fine. Next point, not bringing now finished um, uh, articles from the craftsman. That's the next part of the Mishnah. Okay. Omar Rav Papa. Rav Papa, interesting um, thing that he did. He's going to bring a contradiction, but how did, what, how did he do this? So very interesting point is, Badik Lon Rav, he would want to test his students to try to sharpen up their understanding. In other words, sometimes the Rebbe knows the answer. He just wants the students to think and come up with an answer on their own. So it's not like Rav Papa didn't know the halacha. It's not like Rav Papa didn't know the answer. He said, okay, I want to see how smart my students are. So what did he do? He brought a contradiction from this Mishnah to another statement. Tanan. Okay, we learned in our Mishnah, you can't bring vessels from the house of the craftsman. But I'm going to quote for you a Mishnah in Mesechus Psachim, 
again, remember, Masechus Pesachim, talking about Erev Pesach. Erev Pesach, he can't do certain work, right? It says like this, Molichin, you can bring to the craftsman, Umevim, and you can take back from the craftsman, Kelim Ebeso Oman. Ve'avapi, She'enon L'Tzarech Moed. Oh, even if it's not a festival need. Why would you do it? Okay, contradicts one Mishnah to another. Right? Ah, but that was just a trick question. Because, come on, students, are you awake or are you sleeping? It's such an obvious answer. And Vishaninan lay, and they answered him. They were good to the task. I said, wait a minute. Psachim, uh, you're saying, okay, that, that's not Cholamoid, that's Erev Pesach. So, Khan, you know why it's allowed? Barbosa, we're talking about the 14th of Nisan, where the restrictions are predicated on different factors, as we mentioned yesterday. And Khan, our Mishnah, is speaking of Cholamoid and Cholamoid. In other words, on the 14th of Nisan, you are allowed to bring vessels from the house of the craftsman. Up to a certain hour. But during Cholamoid, it's not. So this is the first answer to Rova. Now again, Pesach Eve, exertion is not prohibited. Remember, Pesach Eve, certain malachos are not allowed. Prohibited activities, building is that. But I didn't do a malacha. I just picked up something from the craftsman. I just did exertion. There's no problem of exertion on Erev Pesach because it's not Pesach. Now, you can't do things that are going to um, make it hard for you to prepare Yontif and all this and all these other things. You can't do regular work. But something, just a little exertion, there's not a lot of exertion, even if you don't need it for Pesach. Well, we already compared these two. So, so that's why it's an obvious answer. The yeah. student says once 14, the once Cholamite. So exertion is not allowed on Cholamoit, period. Erev Pesach, exertion's not prohibited. It's more of time factors and prohibited activities, things like that. So that's the simple answer. is going to want to suggest a second answer. Viboy Seima. Or you could say, no, maybe, ha v'ha They're both speaking about Cholamoit, and it doesn't have to be Erev Pesach. So what's the difference? Difference is, the mission that says you can do that is when you trust the craftsman and you don't have to worry about losing it if you leave it over a hole, the rest of Cholomite. Remember we said in the Mishnah. But if, so if you're speaking where you trust him, then you're not allowed to take it. Our Mishnah is speaking, you can't take it because you didn't trust him. You didn't trust him. He's going to steal it or whatever. But Khan, but where we say it's prohibited, okay, when you don't believe him, and when you don't believe him, then you can take it. Why would you take it to him if you not trust him in the first place? That's, uh, that's there's a lot. To make a case he's, he's the only one in town. Wow. Johnny said that all you guys in the world. Yeah, believe me, you've never had Sammy, you hired someone, and you regretted it afterwards? Oh, yeah, so I will. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, you, you, you the guy says, oh, yeah, I, I can I can fix it for you oh, and all absolutely. that. Yeah. And you give him the money, and, and two days later it breaks, and now you're looking for him, yes, yes, and you can't find him. 
So it's like, sure, yeah, we, 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 we try our best. doesn't always work out that way. Okay, so that is the tentative second answer. Okay, so it could both be holomoid. Well, one is where we trust them, one is we don't trust them. I says, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not such a good answer. Oh, I'm sorry. We continue the answer, and we're going to prove it. Well, Tanya, and I'll give you a price here. It means as a support, it says in a brisa, you can bring vessels from the house of a craftsman, or a pitcher from a potter's house, and a goblet from a glassmaker's house, if you need it for the vessel, but not wool from the dyer's house, since it's not a festival need, and vessels that are not needed from the craftsman's house, from his house. But but if you don't have anything to eat, remember the craftsman has nothing to eat. You, but we, he needs to eat. We said You can pay him, and leave it with him. But and if you don't trust the craftsman, put it to a house that's next door to him. Right? And Fred will get stolen even there. Then you can go and you can take it to another courtyard. If you don't even trust them, then you can quietly take it to your house. Okay. Anyway, it's a long price and it just proves. So we're saying the difference between the two Mishnayos, the one that says that you can. Uh, take is saying because you don't trust the guy and the one that says you can't is where you do trust the guy so we get to remember that that mission Psachim said two things it says you can bring you can take and bring to the craftsman our mission just said about not taking but that 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 Mishnah in Psachim said you can take and you can also bring it to him so now the question is like this. Tarasa, you answered the question of my vid. You, you, this answers how you could take it home. You don't trust it. But wait a minute. The Mishnah in Pesachim also said, Molichin, you could take it to the craftsman house. That's Akasha. That's difficult. Why can you take it? But if you're going to say you don't trust him, you don't need it. So why can you take it to him? Because he needs the money. Dictani, it says, it says, it says, in the other Mishnah, you can't take it. And obviously, you can't bring it. So therefore, you can't answer the question. Our Mishnah says you can't take it. Can't take it, you for sure can't bring it to him. But the other Mishnah says you can take it and bring it. It's obvious that if we that if we may not bring them from the craftsman, we certainly can't take them to the craftsman, right? For Vacholamoid, we may not bring home vessels that have been repaired. We certainly can't take them to be repaired. The Mishnah Sukham, however, states clearly that we are permitted to take the vessels yeah. to the craftsman. Yeah. So therefore your differentiation between trusting and not trusting doesn't fit for the fact that one does not trust the crafts is obviously no reason that he should be permitted to take the vessels there therefore this second answer to say they're both speaking about cholamoid is rejected elamachvarta kishemi we have to go back to the original answer that our mission is speaking about cholamoid the other one's talking about erev pesach and erev pesach is no problem and that's the end to that
fine. Next, Mishnah. Short, two little short Mishnah Gemaras that take us to the end of the parak. Okay, we're now talking about people who are spreading fig. You cut figs, and now you spread them out in the sun to dry. That's the normal process. What you don't want is for rain to rain on the figs. They'll be ruined. And that's a major loss. So what do they do? They cover the figs. So if it rains, it's protected from the rain. So what do they... So our mission is going to say, you can cover the figs with straw to protect them from the rain. Notwithstanding that this act entails considered exertion, and the figs are not needed for the festival, but why can you do it? Loss. To avoid a financial loss. Yeah. So now the question is going to be in this Mishnah, to what extent can you cover? How much can you cover? That's going to be the machlokas here. So the Mishnah's opening statement of the Tanakam is, We can cover cut figs with straw to protect them from rain. The next clause is not clear. The Gemara is going to have to explain what this means. Rabbi Yehuda is going to argue, but we're not sure exactly how he's arguing. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, he says, not only can you cover them with straw, you can even make it thick. Now what does that mean? The Gemara will explain, will explain what it means to make it thick. But that's the Machlokas. Tanakama says a thinner amount only. Rabbi Yehuda says a thicker. We'll see what that means. Number one. Number two. Mochre peros ksus vekelim. Vendors. Makoles, who sells fruit, clothing, and utensils. Mochrim betzinolatarachem oed. Can sell them in private for festival needs. Ah, for the needs of the festival, one is generally permitted to buy and sell openly. However, it must be evident to all that the purchases serve a festival need. Here, however, the class of items and the type of seller combine to undermine the perception that they serve the need. Fruit, since it keeps well, is often purchased in large quantities to be used slowly over a length of time. They didn't go every day to buy fresh fruit. Similar utensils and clothing are meant to serve an extended period and are not purchased for the moment. Joined to this is the fact that the sellers are regular merchants and are not merely transients peddling items for the festival. The combination leaves an observer with the impression that these purchases are everyday business and are not being made for the needs of the festival, even though here they were done for the needs of the festival. We don't want people to think you can just be engaged in all types of commerce. So they said, do it discreetly. But this is commerce. No. Why, why would you do that? Not well, no, it. he's doing it because he needs it on Cholomoyed. The person himself, I don't have any fruits in the house. Okay? Now, there are many people who buy two weeks' okay. worth of fruits. I'm not. I don't have anything here. But people looking... Right? There's all kinds of people buying. About the vendor. How can he sell during Only selling a few fruits. People need to eat. People need to eat. Okay? Did we not go to Chutzobis on Cholomoy? Yeah, Sobis is not a Jewish. Doesn't matter. Even Sobis was Jewish. You could go. There are a lot of Jewish. Uh, Savers was open. Lots of Jewish stores down south. Strictly Jewish. Kosher gourmet. 
all of them open, bakeries, all open, because we've got to have fresh fruit. Seahorse has to work. What? Seahorse has to work. Yes. Seahorse has to work. I'll call them wait and see. So, so, that, but, so that's clear. But when you're talking, let's say, let's say a store, I don't exactly know what, let's say a Costco, a Jewish Costco. Okay, Jewish Costco, there are people who buy gesund amounts, a, 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 a truckload of t- tissue paper. So that's good for the week, should be. It's good, it's for, it's a month, good for, for the month. Yeah. Oh, but then there's people go to Costco who ran out of tissue paper. Okay. okay. Costco sells kosher meat, well, one of the Costco's. Not illicitly, covertly, because they don't want people to see, so. That's how, uh, no, so he has he way. has to do this co- discreetly. Gomorrah's going to explain how is that done discreetly. In other words, you can't if you have a Costco, a Jewish Costco, you got to do it in a way that it, it, that people don't get the impression that regular long term business is going on over there. That's the point. You you can buy, you have to buy, but we can't let it look like business as usual. Gomorrah's going to discuss. It. How are you going to do I'll this? Do okay. okay. Uh, and also, this rule applies only to regular <laughs> vendors, not to the temporary ones. To some vendors who are itinerant. They go, oh, it's, it's Pesach. Oh, people need a lot of food. Just for Pesach. So guys are coming in just, and they're not, they don't have vast <laughs> quantities. It's got enough for what they need. Peddlers. Peddlers not selling things you're going to buy for months that's obvious the peddlers just for what you need for right away so that's not a problem but you're talking about regular stores that are normally open for long range needs but could be open for small range needs and a cholamoy they can only be open for small range needs but they're open so how do you know people are going to think it's business usually have to do it in a way discreetly so we're not going to make that mistake so how do we do that we'll see Next halacha, hatsayodim, trappers. You have to trap animals to catch animals, yeah. to, right? And the grain pounders. These people worked at threshing wheat kernels and pounding them into grits. And the bean grinders. Okay, right? They grind beans for split bean porridge. They also do it discreetly. For the needs of the festival. These laborers, even if their work is for the festival need, must perform these tasks unobtrusively. For as they generally work with large quantities, it appears when onlooker they're engaged in their usual weekday activities. We've got to require them to work in private. Okay? All right, so that's that, that point, similar to the point before. However, Rabbi Yossi adds something, he argues. Rabbi Yossi Omer, those who do this, follow this halacha, they're taking a stringency upon themselves that's not necessary. He's saying for them to go discreetly is not, as we shall see. Machlo's going to be clear exactly what they mean. Let's go. So we have three parts over here. First part was, we said you cover up the dry dates. So what was the machlokas exactly? So, these two rabbis argued, 
And they also they argued and each of them stated his view in the name of Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan. They're having an argument what Chizkiah and Rabbi Yochanan said. Chad Omer once says, Mechapin, what's Mechapin? That's the first one, is Aklushi, sparsely. A few straws of stalks separated one from another. Very sparse. And Ma'avin is Asmuchi, is thick, with the stalks very close together. According to this, the Tanakhama does not permit this task to be performed thickly as it is during the weekdays to block all the moisture. And so it has to be done sparsely. Okay, why that is? You don't want to look so much like a weekday activity. Or Buda says, no, you do it as much as you need to block out all the moisture. That's one way of looking at the machlokas. V'chadam or one says, no, machapin, the first machapin means it means sparse or dense. So then what's ma'avin? Ma'avin is really thick. Osin osa kamin kri, like a pile. Okay? You, you form a mass of figs into a compact pile so they're easy to cover. According to this interpretation, Sanakama agrees the figs may be covered with a thick layer of straw, or it does not permit them to be molded into a pile and then covered with straw, for that requires excessive exertion, while Rabbi Yehuda allows it. Tanya Nama, we have a brisa that supports the latter view. Ma'avin, when it's Ma'avin, what does that mean? You make it like a pile. Diva Rabbi Yehuda, that's what Rabbi Yehuda holds. And indeed, we paskin like Rabbi Yehuda. So you can do whatever you need to do to protect them as much as possible. Tomorrow we'll get into the regular Jewish Costco owner who wants to sell limited quantities on Cholomoid. What is this idea of going bitsino? All right.